0: This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow, and I am here with the great Senator Kevin Kramer from North Dakota. Boy, Senator, we got a lot to talk about today.
1: Oh, boy, do we ever! <laughs> How much time do we have? Larry? We're,
0: we're going to give you the full half hour uh, because there's so much going on. The first thing is, you're on arm. Are you on Armed Services? I
1: am. That's my number one committee. Right. In the, so- Takes up about half of
0: my time in Congress. So you know of where you speak. So I, you know, my first real simple question is, why haven't we taken this thing down? I don't know that. I mean, I don't know. We have to shoot it down. Although I don't know what we're worried about because there aren't any people in Montana. Um, but fact is, we could bring it down, capture it, and bring it down. You tell me, what is this all about? We this thing. We should have taken this thing down Thursday.
1: Well, that is sort of the uh, the. The, you know, immediate response. I think a lot of us have about it. Uh, I, I don't know what the people per square feet in Montana is or s- square mile. I think it's probably somewhere between five and ten, but there are five to ten people per square mile. So you know, if you're one of the if you're one of the five in the mile that it hits, you might you might object. All of that said, here's my. I'm first of all, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep my cool a little bit in terms of my rhetoric because. I, I'm looking forward to getting into a secure, you know, facility, a skiff, mm-hmm. and hearing from our intelligence and, and defense folks to find out a number of things. First of all, just how long we've we've known about this, um, you know, when we when it first came into airspace. And they've been talking a little bit, releasing some information about that. But I'm I'm sure there's a lot more to learn, Larry. The biggest thing, though, to me is the first thing is there's only one reason that thing came over the United States of America and over our continent and that's because Xi Jinping isn't threatened by our president. He has he paved the way mm. for every world leader to challenge us at, at every turn. That's, that's the first strategy. The second thing though is I would hope and I suspect that we're probably learning a few things just as they have learned from us. We're learning a few things from this um, this device, this spy, spying device, and that there's some resistance to taking it down because we're still trying to glean some of our own intelligence. The good thing is that since since they've identified it, I'm pretty certain they've scrambled any signals and any communications and any data that may uh, have found its way, um, you know, up, both up to the balloon and then ultimately to satellites and to and to Beijing and, and whatever the case might be. So uh, my hope is, is that we're doing some counterintelligence work with it, and that's what's preventing them from taking it down. But you're right. I would certainly hope it doesn't leave American airspace. If it does, then I will be I will be fit to be tied.
0: You know, Senator, um, I love the Chinese. So they apologize. It's 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 just a weather balloon, and it's mm-hmm. a civilian aircraft. First of all, civilian aircraft is an oxymoron. It's all precisely <laughs> right. They're they're all instrumentalities of the Chinese government and the CCP, uh, and it's no, uh, it's just not out there for weather. But if it were, why don't they? Why didn't they tell us? You know, just say, oh, we'd love to have a weather balloon up there. You mind? I mean, isn't that <laughs> odd that they didn't ask our permission? Uh, you think that if we wanted to put a balloon in uh, over China, that um, they'd be okay with it? I don't think so I don't, you're the expert. you tell me
1: yeah well, I'm not an expert on weather patterns or wind you know or j- how the jet stream works, but I'm pretty sure that China's not a neighbor, and I'm damn sure they're not good and so clearly this this is intentional. clearly their their excuses are lies and and by the way, just their history mm. tells us that they they can't be trusted They, they long ago lost the right to be believed. And so, you know, I, I take everything that they do and everything that they say, um, you know, with with uh, with, a, with a china filter, and that is to say, it's not true. So, uh, no, I, we we as you've heard, you've heard our friend Bob Lightizer say many times, and I join him in this course. We need to decouple. We need a strategic, strategic decoupling from China with China. And a buyer beware for any Americans that invest in or with China, and buyer beware for any state nor, in the country that accepts Chinese investment.
0: Well, look, at let's just uh, – this uh, base in Montana, Malmstrom, there's a yep. uh, 150 nuclear-armed Minutemen-3 Minutemen ICBM missiles there. Mm -hmm. One point. But now you've got stuff in North Dakota. There are active nuclear missile wings in Wyoming and North Dakota. And then I'm reading there's some also top-secret military bases with deactive missile wings in North Dakota and nearby South Dakota and Missouri. And this is the area where this uh, balloon is covering. So, I mean... I mean, it's incredible that we let this happen, or didn't? Why didn't we pick it up when they were coming over Alaska, for example?
1: Yeah, or or over the Pacific Ocean on their way to Alaska, yeah. or over the Arctic Circle, or the North Pole, or how, however that that balloon came. The only reason, the only legitimate. Thing I can think of, and there are plenty of, of experts that are far smarter than me in this area that might say I'm I'm full of it. The only legitimate reason I could think of is that we wanted it to come here because we were going to use it to spy on it. You know, um, we've all watched hunt for Red October, and, and there's you know there's lots of scenarios where there's counterintelligence and and whatnot at play, but I I don't think we're talking about a super sophisticated craft here. I mean, my God, it's a balloon you can see with the naked eye. Fox News has been running has been running live you know, video of it for for a day now, and so it, it's it's it is peculiar to say the least. But to, to your point though about the act of um, you know nuclear triad. Not only does Minot, North Dakota, have 150 ICBMs, we have uh, B-52 bombers. We have two of the three legs of the of the uh, nu- nuclear triad right in North Dakota, not that far from Malmstrom. And from 45,000 feet in the air, mm. you can probably see Minot, you know, over Montana, and you can probably see Wyoming over Montana. So you're you're right. And by the way, let's not also forget that they, they crossed Alaska. Well. So crying out Alaska probably has more military assets than than the next five states added up. And oh. so there's just no question that, that this is what they're up to, that they're, they are not checking the weather or worried. And we all know they're not worried about climate change because John Kerry, just he just sends all of his climate guilt to China every time he wants to, to rant or rave or run for, you know, homecoming king of Davos.
0: Well, I want to I come back to that John Kerry stuff uh because I had Jim Comer on who's trying to investigate it. But just on this, on the military and the espionage aspects of it, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, you could have scrambled any signals, all right, Mm -hmm. you know, the first three minutes that you spotted the thing. Mm -hmm. I just don't, this is like a gigantic embarrassment, it seems to me, Senator Kramer, to the United States. It's a national security disaster. Pulling Tony Blinken back uh, is a nothingheimer response. And the Chinese do this routinely. Now, there may be another one of these balloons floating over Latin America someplace. I'm reading that. I don't know that it's been completely clarified, but it looks like it has been. But the point is, this is an insult to us, but it also shows a great vulnerability to our national security defense. And I would just say you can't have this. And and my other question, you know, what is Joe Biden's policy towards China? Does, is he intimidated by Xi Jinping? I mean, uh, the way he was intimidated by Putin, for example, on the eve of the Ukraine invasion, uh, does he understand that they're our adversary, they're our enemy, they're not our best friends? He went over there, as you recall um a few weeks ago whatever a month ago i don't think he ever raised the issue of the you know covid deaths and the source was uh, certainly china um does he get this does he understand this what is our
1: policy well, first of all, when it comes to our policy, I, I suspect it's if to the degree it's Biden's policy, it's it's his name only. I, I just don't yeah. think the guy grasps most of this stuff. I'm sorry to say it, but I just think that's true. I think on the other hand, the other issue you raised about the sort of the geopolitical embarrassment, that, that that's really to me. A bigger problem of all of them you know certainly if they're stealing nuclear secrets that's a big problem My my sense is that our, we we protect our nuclear secrets pretty effectively and I doubt they're as good at it as we are so I, I'm I, again I'm not overly concerned about that but the geopolitical embarrassment is not insignificant because as I said up front this first and foremost is a test of just what can they get by with with Joe Biden in the White House mm. and the rest of the world's watching the same thing play out you know darn well that um you know vladimir putin and 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 kim jong-un and and others are going "Hmm, okay this is good to know this is good to see this guy's as easy he's as big a pushover as we thought he would be and um the other thing and i'm going to say that i might get in some trouble but i think the next question in your line of questions about joe biden is is he compromised Mm -hmm. with, with China. Oh, yes. they have leverage on him? This is what they're better at than anything mm-hmm. is, is getting leverage on people. And let's face it, we all know that he's got a China problem. He's got a Hunter Biden China problem, and uh, the Chinese have used leverage against Americans for a lot less than um, what what some of the people suspect of Hunter and Joe Biden.
0: You know, that's a such a good point. We never had when when Biden went over there, or when they met, rather more than they met in Europe. Um, We never really had much of a public debriefing of that meeting. It was very interesting how little was said about what him, what he and she talked about. I mean, for example, a lot of people wanted to hear a full throated discussion of COVID, which still sticks in our craw. And it should have
1: been the first thing they talked about.
0: Right. But, but none of that ever came up and, And I will say also, Senator, you know, I worked on the China trade team. There's so many questions about whether the so-called phase one China trade deal that we made has been implemented, in particular, the intellectual property theft and the forced transfer of technology from American companies to Chinese authorities. You know, those kinds of things to this, you know, that that deal is too, let's see, 1 2 this is the third no the second anniversary we don't know whether they've implemented that i mean yes bob lighthizer for example who was our team leader um, you know he doesn't know he'll tell you that he's not sure yeah. i mean we can count well, I mean, commodities and so forth but that those weren't right. the biggest things in that deal no that's right no for I, I sat in the
1: front row in the white house that day as as the president right. signed the deal and he bragged about it all and it was all it was all good and from a from a Farm state standpoint, the sale of soybeans is everything. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal to us. And at the same time, um, the, t- the things you're talking about, particularly intellectual property theft, the forcing of transfer of technology and whatnot, these are the things that that are national security issues. And these are the things that you'll ne- you can never count on them to do, mm. or count on their word once they give it to you because it means nothing. In fact, I've even warned our farmers as much as we love selling soybeans to to China. Um, you should know the first thing to do is re, uh, reverse engineer those soybeans in the genetics, and they find ways to eventually grow their own and use it against yep. you. So, yep. you know, I, I really I'm just convinced as as big of a market as one and a half billion hungry people are, um, we're better off finding other markets and, and creating our own, you know, uh, domestic markets if we can. Uh,
0: let me take a quick break, Senator Kramer. I want to come back because. Um North Dakota farmland is in the crosshairs right now Mm -hmm. with a potentially very bad CFIUS decision. And then maybe we can talk a little bit about the State of the Union address. We're talking to the great Kevin Kramer, Senator Kevin Kramer uh, from the great state of North Dakota, which uh, is right smack in the middle of this uh, Chinese balloon spying espionage uh, on our uh, nuclear deterrence out there in the great Midwest or the upper Midwest. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back with Senator Kramer. Larry Kudlow on 77 WABC. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're here with Senator Kevin Kramer from North Dakota. So, Senator, the other thing I want to talk to you about, this is so interesting, um, the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, it's called CFIUS, and it's run, it's a Treasury-led task force. I might add, I sat on it for three years. Uh, it makes decisions about uh, foreign investments uh, in the United States and away from the United States, but particularly foreign investments inside the U.S. And according to an article, uh, and Elise Stefanik is on this in the House, I don't know who's on it in the Senate yet, um, the committee has cleared the way for a Chinese agriculture conglomerate Fufang Group to acquire 320 acres in Grand Forks, North Dakota for the construction of a corn milling and uh, biofermentation plant. Now, here's the punchline. This land is a mere 12 miles from Grand Forks Air Force Base, and it goes on to say Grand Forks is the only base in the Air Force's Air Mobility Command to host unmanned aerial systems. It is also the home to the Space Force's Space Networking Center, which, according to your colleague, Senator Hoven, is the backbone for all global U.S. military communications. Now, we don't want them near your base, I would suggest, and CFIUS should not go through with this, I would suggest, uh, because this is not really it doesn 't sound to me like this is really about Chinese food security or whatever. this is another one of these uh, military espionage spying, and I want to add one quick thing here. I was present at the National security Council briefing breathtaking briefing where the FBI showed Huawei the telephone the Chinese telephone company Huawei uh, operate these telephone poles – next to U.S. military bases, Uh, a lot of this was in California, where they had the tiniest cameras on these wooden telephone poles spying. That's what the Chinese do, spy. They go into our hinterland and they spy. And now they got one cooking up here in Grand Forks, North Dakota, which is your home place. I don't know where you're from, but it's your home state. Anyway, what do you make of this? This is an amazing story. It's, it is an amazing story. I've been um, up to my eyeballs in it yep. for over a year. They oh. announced
1: it a year ago last November. I've been, I, I was the first person I, 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 with a statewide profile in North Dakota to oppose it, mm. and I was honored at the end when um, just last week the Air Force sent a letter to, to me, and he, they sent a similar letter to Senator Hovind saying that it would this investment would pose a significant risk to America's national security, mm. and they were unambiguous about it. And with that letter, we were able to stop the investment from happening. Mm. The problem, Larry, is this is going on all over the country. And and Grand Fork's leaders, God love them, they wanted this thing so badly, um, but – God loved the Grand Forks citizens who did not, and they sounded the alarm, and we stood shoulder to shoulder for over a year, making noise about it. But CFIUS, to your point, about CFIUS, CFIUS is, as you know, a, a relatively new uh, committee made up of about 15 agencies within the federal government, most of them national security ag- agencies, um, but but led by Treasury because, of course, commerce is is what it's all about, and. Um, CFIUS didn't green light the um, the investment so much as they punted it because after about 60 days of reviewing it, which as you know, in in, in uh, Washington days, that's several months. Mm. And so they, they spent a lot of time reviewing it and investigating it and then concluding that they didn't have jurisdiction over it. And one of the jurisdictional problems with CFIUS is agriculture is given sort of a different lane. And so the proximity to the air base, which... Is a very important airbase. I mean, besides having the the very first and only ground station for low Earth orbiting satellites in the Air Force, um, they also fly a very important you know ISR mission. They're a reconnaissance wing, and they're. There's a new generation of ISR aircraft coming to Grand Forks later this decade. So, Mm. in other words, they do a lot. They they collect a lot of data, and they use a lot of data, and they need a lot of data, and they protect a lot of data, and the Chinese love data more than they love anything else. Mm. And so this was really a bad idea from the beginning. But the CFIUS process, once it began, sort of locks everybody else out. And so, so we had to wait for CFIUS to finish their work determined they had no jurisdiction, and then the Air Force stepped up and said, this is, this is bad. And um, You know, the Air Force's job, as I often told the, the local leaders, the Air Force's job is not to make sure the, Grand Force, the city is okay. It's the, their job to mitigate risk and to protect the, the country and the free world, yep. and they'll do that in many number of ways. We shouldn't make it difficult for them to do that.
0: So bottom line here is CFIUS was overruled, or the, the whole idea was uh, the, the project was overruled.
1: Well, the, the what was overruled was Sciphius's jurisdiction, so so they came up with a conclusion uh. that this this particular investment was not jurisdictional to Sciphius. They did not green light it in fact, after they the, the conclusion in their order that they had no jurisdiction, many in Grand Forks and leadership who wanted this thing so badly um, they they just took that as a green light. The rest of us knew better, and mm. so I was able to get in the skiff with. People from DOD, from from Treasury, from Mm. the Air Force, and get get their you know get the inside scoop on all of Mm. this. And the one question that they answered for me that I can make public is um, there's nothing in this ruling that greenlights this investment. So Air Force stepped up a couple of weeks later with this you know absolutely unambiguous position that is a significant risk. So now let's hope that every other community dealing with this across the country doesn't have to go through the, a year-long
0: process. But this is what the Chinese do. I mean, they've been on a real estate binge, a buying binge, for quite some time. We've got to stop this. This is part of the things that we have to stop. You know, Senator, I was on CFIUS. I mean, Steve Mnuchin ran that, Treasury Secretary. So he had me on there, NEC. He had Lighthizer on from trade. You know, he broadened it out because all these security things have an economic hook. And we, you know, yes, added into it. But um, I'm glad to hear that because when I read this article, now, Elise Stefanik uh, wants to have the Agriculture Department as a standing member of CFIUS. Uh, I, I don't know whether in the Biden era that would matter that much, but um, conceivably oh, right. it might. Yeah, yeah you'd have yeah. an input. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you, no, you're, It's a good point, and, and I agree with Elise, and I'm on a bill in the Senate to do the exact same thing. It mirrors their bill. Uh-huh. And Senator Mike Rounds, your friend from South Dakota, yeah. who also has a very important strategic base there, yeah. uh, is on it as well. So All those right. of us that have farmland and military bases, we're uh-huh. with Elise.
0: Thank you, Senator Kramer. You're always generous with your time. We appreciate it very, very much. I'm Cudlow, folks. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of the break, we're going to have former Senator Phil Graham I want to talk about the debt ceiling and spending cuts and the State of the Union message. So we got plenty of work to do today. Please stick around.